this is Chris. Hope you're all doing well. And welcome back to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss the finance issues that we all deal with and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Uh, thanks for coming back and joining us in our Investing 101 series. Uh, and this is kind of just like a, an introduction course, uh, uh, a way to describe and talk about those those complex finance and investment issues that we hear talked about all the time, but can seem a little intimidating. So uh, I started this kind of short course to kind of help everyone get a little more comfortable with it and understand it a little bit better. Today's episode will be a special extra credit episode. That's that's what I'm going to call it, uh, because last episode, episode 15, was all about bonds. Uh, please check it out if you haven't already done so. Today's episode will make a lot more sense to you if you get some of the uh, the foundational information from that last one. Uh, but because I like to keep the episodes short, uh, there was information I had to cut out uh, that just didn't make the cut for the show. And I thought I would add it into a special bonus episodes because some of that information could be useful and helpful for you and maybe help you understand the, the bond market a little bit better than you did from the first. Because one thing I didn't mention was, what do you do as an investor if you like to get your money back sooner? Because uh, as we learned in the last episode, uh, when you're purchasing a bond, you're purchasing it for a set period of time from an organization, and that organization is going to pay you interest until the time that that the uh, the term is up. And so you can't just go back to the organization and say, hey, you know, I'd like to get my initial investment back. Uh, you're kind of locked in. You've, you've made an agreement with them, and they have planned to not pay you that money back until the term's up. So uh, what investors have to do is they have to turn to the secondary market because you can sell a bond to another individual if you like to, you know, get out of it sooner and just, you know, collect your money and do something else with it. And as with most items in the secondary market, prices rarely tend to stay the same. Uh, there's going to be some type of fluctuation in the value that you can, you know, that you're going to receive when you sell your bond to someone else. And the main factor that affects the price of your bond in the secondary market will be interest rates. Because when you initially purchase a bond, you're promised a, a specific interest rate. And let's just say um, you purchase a bond and they promised you 4% uh, interest per year. And let's say since the time of your purchase, interest rates have fallen. Now the, the kind of like common or average interest rate you'll see out there is 3%. Your bond now looks more valuable because obviously if you have it, you're going to be receiving more money than someone who was to buy one today. And so for that reason, you can actually sell your bond for more than you initially paid for it uh, because the typical face value or purchase price of a bond uh, is $1,000. So if you were to sell your bond to someone else in the second mar secondary market, uh, you could receive more than $1,000. And this also works on the, the flip side. If interest rates have risen, so things, you know, uh, the bond that you can buy out in the open market right now is paying 7%, your bond is a lot less attractive. Why would someone buy your bond that's only paying 4% when they can go pretty much anywhere and buy a bond that's paying 7% interest? So in that situation, if you did want to cash out and, you know, just kind of get rid of your bond, you'd have to sell it for a discount. So instead of the, the face value, the par value of $1,000 that you paid for your bond, you may have to sell it for, say, $950. Uh, so that's where the, the fluctuation in price can come from if you would like to kind of cash out and get your money right away. So the secondary bond market, it provides another opportunity for investors to make money or even potentially lose money, just depending on the uh, the circumstances. And uh, another thing that I didn't mention in the last episode was uh, the that there are three main types of bonds. There are your corporate bonds. So these would be bonds issued by a corporation. So like, a, you know, a GE or a Ford, you know, if they decided they wanted to raise additional capital, they could issue bonds to do that. Uh, there are municipal bonds, and these would be bonds issued by states 
and municipalities. And these are a little unique in that uh, they can offer uh, a tax-free status for um, on the state and local level. So they can uh, you wouldn't have to pay state and local tax on your, your earnings from this bond, which can be a huge advantage. And the last type is a U.S. Treasury bond. And this category was really interesting to me because... Um, there are kind of three subcategories within the U.S. Treasury bond category, and they give each of these subcategories a different name, even though they are all essentially just bonds. So if the term uh, is greater than 10 years, it's called a treasury bond. If the term is between one and 10 years, it's called a treasury note. And if it's less than one year, it's called a treasury bill. And you'll typically hear these various categories of treasury bonds referred to in an abbreviated name. So they'll be referred to as a T-bond or T-note or T-bill, uh, but it's just referring to these different categories of treasury bonds, which are all issued by the U.S. government. So that brings us to the end of our Bonds Extra Credit episode, and I hope you've learned something. I hope this has been helpful for you. And uh, if you've enjoyed it and you'd like to hear more, please check out some of our prior episodes. Uh, I've done episodes on our credit system, on saving, and on the, the outlook of the marijuana industry. So uh, feel free to check those out on the Anchor app. You can find them through iTunes, the Google Play Store, and many of your favorite uh, podcast apps. And if you to keep up on what's going on with, uh, with Popcorn Finance, you can follow us on Twitter at Popcorn Finance, on Instagram at Pop Finance. We've even made a Facebook page. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're pretty much everywhere I could possibly think to put this thing. So please check us out if you have some time. And I always love hearing from you. I love hearing uh, your feedback. And if you're using the Anchor app, you can leave us a call and basically what that is, it's, a, it's just a voice recorded message that I can add directly to the show. Uh, so please uh, do, because I actually have a call in from Irene that I'll be adding to the end of, of today's episode. So please stick around and check that out. Uh, she always has such nice things to say, and it's always good to hear from her. But if you're not using Anchor, just shoot me a message on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever works best for you. Uh, as always, thanks so much for taking some time to check out the show. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.